Tucker Lane, how are you, man? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. Windstorm going on right now, so hopefully internet uh, stays afloat. It should be good. Um, pretty much have good service, but you never know with these windstorms in eastern Washington. So, last time you were here, it was, well, your episode was published, get this, man, July 29th, 2022, episode 84. I just published 197 and I'm sitting on, I think you might be 202 around there. And you probably will be, I'll probably, you know, get this out tonight or tomorrow or whatnot. But 202, episode 84, you finished school. I mean, lots have changed for you since our last discussion, correct? Yeah, it's been a, yeah, a lot's gone on and uh, a lot, quite a few changes. not not even living in the same state anymore so yeah where you you, are you living in texas now or no i'm living back in missouri i was going to school there in texas and now i'm back up in just outside of kansas city oh okay how's everything going uh you know it's peaceful um you know getting to be uh, getting to be at home uh hanging out with family spending some time spending some time with them you know i haven't really uh gotten a whole lot of that the last few years with being at school and and traveling with the rodeo gig so i've gotten to gotten to enjoy the time that i've had here um and uh and still been able to hit the road and, and make enough money to keep it keep it going so yeah yeah okay not living the uh the the college lifestyle the roommate lifestyle just living it up traveling here there and in between pretty much Okay. Little, you sound more settled too. Maybe because last time, you know, you you weren't playing video, you were playing video games. Now it's like, okay, yeah, it's you're set, settled down a bit, working, you know, substitute teaching, that kind of thing. You're dabbling in protection now. I've just there, there's been a lot going on. That's yeah. I've really I know it's only been a year since since I was last on, but I, you know I've had to do a lot of growing up uh in the past year you know with everything that's been going on uh uh the last year that i was at college uh i was kind of uh nominated as the team captain so i had to be responsible for 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 a lot of guys and and gals even though i wasn't really competing on the rodeo team like everybody else i was just a bullfighter so although i didn't make all the all the team rodeos i still uh still had this like i don't know extra responsibility of making sure everybody got along and everybody was going to making sure everyone was going to practice and doing everything they were supposed to do. And, uh, and so, um, you know, there was a lot of maturity that come with that. And, uh, then coming home and, and not being at school anymore, not getting, you know, not having all of my expenses paid for and making sure that I've got enough, you know, I'm making enough to pay all the bills and whatnot. So, you know, just things of that sort. It's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, it kind of sucks. It, it does, man. Yeah. How, how old are you again? Uh, I just turned 24 on the 14th. 24. And you've been in, man, you've been freestyling for over five years now. Yep. I would have been, it was, uh, it was May of 18 when I started. So, so you're, you're pretty much a veteran, man. 
Yeah, uh, we've we've kind of had conversations about that at some of the different events, talking about how it's been it's been different. Uh, when I was the kid who showed up, you know, me and Chance Mormon are both both just kids when we first showed up on tour, and yep. and you know, and we I mean we fought good and we we hung with the guys, but everyone knew that we were the the young kids, and and I've seen guys come into the locker room now who look at me and Chance the same way that that I still look at guys like Toby and and Weston and and you know yeah those guys so uh one thing i told uh one thing i was talking about at the last bfo event i was at you know it was so cool to i used to come out of the arena um and look to guys like weston or ross or toby and and kind of look for guidance on what i could have done better could have done wrong and and now uh not only do i get to have those conversations with those guys but you know weston's come out of the arena and had the same conversation with me and it's been kind of a nice nice thing to think it that i've that I've paid my dues enough in the business to where people, you know, other guys see me as a, as a guy, not just a kid. Yeah. 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 I I see you as a guy, <laughs> a grown man <laughs> doing grown man stuff. I mean, there's not too many people that can, <laughs> you know, float like a butterfly, you know, <laughs> around a damn, uh, bull <laughs> as good as you guys. So especially you, I mean, five years in, I mean, you've been in it for, young you you know and you're still in it so i mean you haven't really uh lost any moves or anything maybe just age but dude it seems like you you know you're you matured and and got a great head on your shoulders not saying you didn't back when we last talked but dude you sound like a total different person man (laughs) (laughs) i hope that's a good thing no it is man it is yeah so the biggest thing though that I, that I noticed that you don't really talk about is the protection. We all know you're your BA at freestyle, man. You've been freestyling for a while, but you you told me or you mentioned that you do have your PRCA card and protection. What's the big difference in that? Well, you know, uh for me, like when it comes to the actual job. I don't think there's much of a difference between the protection of the freestyle. You know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. fighting bulls is just fighting bulls. The moves are the same. You're taking a bull and you're putting him where you want him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I when I got into this, uh, it was because I wanted to work protection. Um, you know, that is where my passion's at, and I hope that there comes a day that I can hang up my freestyle cleats and just have enough rodeos to sustain a living. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's that's the goal. Freestyle has been incredible to me. It has, you know, given me everything, including my PRCA card. I wouldn't have it without the accomplishments I've made in freestyle. And, you know, to any young bullfighters, I highly recommend going and entering because that's how you get people to know who you are. But at the same time, the physical and the emotional or the mental toll that it takes is it's tough, you know, uh, going out there and, and convincing yourself that you are the baddest man on the planet isn't exactly an easy thing to do. And then to, to double on top of it, you know, getting hooked and getting injured or, or whatever, and then having to, to come back from it. You know, there was actually a, just, just earlier this year, I took a, a hook in from a, a white bull that, I mean, put me in a place mentally I had never been. And yeah. it was the first time that I ever, I mean, I really believed that I was going to die. And, you know, that's a scary thing to think about. 
And then I had to fight the same bull again in August, you know, just six months after, after he did that to me. And that was something that, you know, like you don't know that you can do it until you're put in a spot to do it. Now I was able to do it and I, I got by him without getting hooked the second time, but it wasn't, wasn't a process I enjoyed looking back on it. I'm so glad I did it because obviously the, the growth and the accomplishment of it is something that I can, I cannot Heck yeah. Compete with, but it wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what did the bull end up doing to you, man? Well, honestly, the injuries weren't weren't terrible. I had um I tore the lining in between my ribs wow. and um I got hooked. I basically had a giant hematoma on my thigh. And so like they weren't the the injuries weren't bad, but he had me pinned up against the the shotgun shoot when he was hooking me. And so I was just kind of pinned up against the wall between him. And that's kind of when that, that fear set in. Um, but then my hematoma got infected. And so I had to have it cut open and, and packed with gauze and, and everything else. So, you know, though, though they weren't bad, it was kind of a, uh, six weeks of, of recovery. Yeah. And then just, you know, uh, I went back and I watched the video and like, there was just something about that bull that he was cutting off corners. And like, I didn't know that there was a way I could get by him and talk to some other guys about it. And they were like, yeah, you can, but you gotta do it this way. And then other guys would be like, I don't know if you can, but here's how I would do it. And so it basically, when I, when I realized I had him again, I just kind of had to basically, I just kind of nutted up and was like, you know, if he's going to hit me, so be it, let's do it. What did you score? On the second go around, I was only, I was only seventy five points. I couldn't get him to, I couldn't get him to hook up and stay involved um, mm-hmm. in the style that I was doing. But I got to use the barrel a little bit and and uh, got four or five good moves on him. Um, but just to get by without getting hooked was a huge accomplishment. So yeah, well, good man. I mean, I could only imagine, man, something like that so big, you know, do a job on you, then you got to go back in the ring against him i mean it's not like a human it's it's an animal man <laughs> and it's just like oh my god let, let's let's go against it it's a it's a small guy <laughs> a grown man small guy right compared to a 2500 pound bull good lord nope nope no all right so when did you get your card so i guess i got i got my permit last year is when i got approved my permit Mm-hmm. Um, and so I worked four or five rodeos for Cord McCoy. And then, gotcha. uh, after that, they sent in my, um, evaluation list. And, uh, then I got approved my card probably just three months ago. Oh, okay. So rarely, okay. Rarely new, man. All right. So how, how's it been? Uh, it's, I mean, it's been good. Like I, I only have, uh, pro rodeos with, uh, with Cord McCoy. Um, but you know, Cord takes really good care of me. He's got the, he has the best bucking bulls in the world. So it's, it's not a super hard job to have, um, his bulls just buck everybody off and then go to the out gate. So, um, it's pretty easy work, but it's pretty nice to, to, to go to the, you know, go to Vegas every year and, and ha- go to the convention and get to the, get to call yourself a professional with, with some of the best in the world, you know? Yeah, man, you were a professional when you first started, man. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> Looking back, I'm not so sure. <laughs> uh, to say otherwise, but I got you. I got you, man. Well, congrats, dude. Congrats, man. And okay. not a lot of people do UBF and BFO at the same time, but you do it, right? Well, um, I haven't been. Um, I, uh, you know how it is. It's with anything else. Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but politics and people gotcha. in charge and hurt feelings and everything else like that. So, you know, you just gotta, you gotta go wherever you can make the most money. And, and right now, uh, you know, they've, they've got a place for me at the BFO finals. So that's where I'm going to be, you know? Okay. So BFO, BFO chances still killing it. Weston still killing it. Yeah, West. Right now, the the BFO World Standings. Uh, there's two rookies, yeah. uh, Leighton Woodbury and. Uh, yeah, he's bad. Oh, uh, what's the other? What's the other rookie's name? Who's who's just absolutely killing it? Um, his name escapes me at the moment. But the two guys who who I'd never heard of, you know, show up and win huge events at the BFO. Yeah. Uh, they're you know they both got to go to the five for fifty, mm-hmm. um, and then you know Tyler Manzel, he's fresh off last year's world title, so. You know, those four guys are, are really tough. Plus, Cole Bates got a big win in Fort Worth. So, you know, it top five, top six guys there at BFO, it, it's going to be a close race, and the, the World Finals is going to be exciting to watch. So Yeah, yeah. And, and with, with the difference and you, you know, dabbling here and there, you've been dabbling in the, the gym, too. Something that was unheard of last time we talked. <laughs> right. I still wouldn't say that I'm very good at it. <laughs> but, um, but, no, I went and, I went and hired Weston uh as a trainer you know him he's the most fit guy in our sport and he is a certified trainer so uh i hired him when we were in college to program for me and i I was only able to do a month with him because uh like getting out of college i wasn't sure what the budget was going to be with all the uh, all of the bills that i was going to receive and everything else like that but you know uh once you have someone program for you once you kind of learn how to get your own workout routine going and everything else like that so i do plan to use him again in the yeah. future but after i'm making a little bit more money yeah did you notice the difference once you oh, started yeah. the routine and everything well not only that but like i didn't realize like like i would work out hard but i wouldn't work out targeted gotcha. and you know and i didn't really realize the difference between like just working out and training yeah. and whenever you, you know whenever you hire someone to program for you then you're training and everything's targeted with a purpose and, yeah. and Weston did a good job of, of basing it all around, uh, you know, bullfighting and, and was doing different things to, to change up workouts that it was still targeting the muscles I needed, but it was also keeping me on working on my balance and my core strength and things of that nature. So, yeah. What was the one thing that you found out, you know, when you first started with Weston? So f- the one thing that you found out that you lacked, or needed to work out, or, you know, you didn't work out at all? Well, I'm, um, how do I, I would say this, I would say that I was in better shape than I thought I was, Mm -hmm. but I also didn't realize how good of shape I needed to be in, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Like I expected the workouts to be way harder than they were. Mm Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they weren't hard. Like I, I was still out of shape to where I needed to be. But like when I when I got to the point that I was like, okay, I need to hire a trainer. I thought that I was like bad out of shape. Yeah. So you know that like that's that's the silver lining, I guess. Let's talk about your brand. Has that launched yet? 
you got a clean, clean cut logo. Well, so I've got I've got a nice logo, and I've I've got you know I've sold a couple T-shirts in the past, um, and it's something I want to do, but it's yeah. it's very difficult to run that while also trying to run just the bullfighting business. Gotcha. So you know I've kind of walked, uh, I've thought about it a lot and threw it up several times. My my big goal is I'm hoping to build a a social media brand big enough that I can partner with someone like Lane Frostbrand and yeah. then have them, them, you know, them do something along those lines. Like, I don't think, I think a, a Tucker Lane series shirt hat that was still a Lane Frost hat would be something really cool. But I want to make sure that, you know, whenever I ask them to do something like that, I've got a big enough following. It's worth it for them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say, I mean, you already have Lane Frost sponsoring you, correct? Yeah. We're, We've been, uh, I've been sponsored by them since 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that says a lot. Yeah. No, they're, they're, uh, they're super supportive and, and there's a 100% like they, they believe in me. And, you know, if I asked him to do it, I, I 100% think that he would, but I want, you know, I've only got probably 8,000 followers on Instagram and I would like to be around 10 to 15 before I did something like that because I want it to, you know, I don't want it to just be a bother on them. I want it to to work. Yeah, yeah. Who says it's not going to work though, man? Well, yeah, I, you know, for real. Yes, following's different, man. The more I get involved, the more you know with social media. Social media is just a number, man. I know a lot of people go off on that. I, give it a shot, man. Give it a shot. Well, and and it, like I said, it may be something that that I do in the future. It's just yeah. You know, uh, I will say this year there was a couple of events that I missed. Um, like Swainsboro, Georgia, an event that I've won in the past. And I was kind of surprised by different events like that, how many people reached out and were upset I wasn't there. And so that's that's kind of a nice feeling to have. So, yeah. you know, who knows? We'll see. I, I've, I've noticed the back of your jersey. Mm-hmm. 110, live like Landon. Could, could you please explain that? What's the meaning yep. behind that? So um, I high school rodeo with a kid named Landon Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he was a, he was a bull rider at the same time that I was. And so we became friends while we were both riding bulls. Um, and then when I first started fighting bulls, I worked high school rodeos, um, in Missouri. And so, he, you know, he would go to all the high school rodeos and ride bulls and, and I would go and I would be a bullfighter and we would go fishing and, and different things of that sort. And, uh, just a super nice all around guy, um, to be around and, and everything else like that. Well, my senior year, he was driving his brother to school and was killed in a car wreck. Um, and his back number in high school was 110, and then he passed away on January 10th. So um, okay. they created that, uh, the Live Like Landon Memorial Scholarship Fund, and, and basically just created that back number as kind of a memorial brand. And he meant a just what he stood for meant a lot to me. Like, I don't want to come on and say that we were best friends or like, or overplay how, you know, our, our friendship now that he's gone, but what he stood for and how he was to the people around him meant a lot to me. And so that's something, you know, when I put that on my back and on my Jersey, it's not just to, to, to in a memory of him, but in memory of what he stood for and the way that he acted. And I want to go out and be that kind of example to those people. 
I got you, man. Yeah, you don't have to explain that, man. And, and no, I, I, even... I, I love it. I wish, um, you know, I wish that it was something I could actually put out there more. Like, I, the, his parents have been um, my biggest fans uh, mm-hmm. since I started doing this. You know, I'm, I'm super close with him. I work his memorial bull riding every year with Eli Sharkey. Oh, um, nice. okay. you know, I have, it, it isn't, uh, it isn't something I don't like. I, I love talking about it. I wish that, uh, you know, I want, I hope that that back number is something that I come to be known for, but not because of my talent, because of my attitude and because I'm just a nice guy the same way that he was. Yeah, I got you. I, I think people understand, man, for real. And and you being on here for the second go around, I mean, you're a nice guy, man. You could definitely tell me, <laughs> hey, kick rocks, you know? So, yeah, you're to me, you're a nice guy, man, period, before that story. But that that's awesome, man. I I, I thought something like that, uh, oh. 110, it all had a meaning, but I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you were able to uh, – explain and uh give the background and dude you're 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 a good guy seriously i mean we're pretty much done you got two more what uh protection gigs and then the bfo in december correct yep so i'll be i will be in Bowie, texas uh this saturday night and then october 9th 10th and 11th i'll be in los lunas new mexico Mm -hmm. for an extreme bulls and then uh, the BFO finals are December 8th and the 9th, and then also December 14th, 15th, and 16th at the Resorts World in Las Vegas. But in, in the meantime, you got your subbing. Are you going to dabble in teaching too, eventually? Oh, no, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't even know that I want to be a substitute teacher. I just had to have that to, to get to coach. You know, uh, yeah. Wrestling is my second passion. Um, if I, if I had never, uh, started rodeoing, I would have wrestled in college. I actually had, uh, multiple scholarship offers to wrestle in college. It's just, it wasn't where my heart was at. What? All right. Where, where yeah, were you going to go? Um, I probably would have went to Missouri Valley. It's a private school in Missouri and, uh, it's only about an hour from the house. And so I probably would have went there and, um, and wrestled there, uh, at 125 pounds, but, um, but no, and it went. When I was a senior, you know, I, I lost uh, I lost in the semifinals of the state championships. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, I went on to that third place match and I, I pinned that kid to take third. And and like there was just a moment that just come over that was like, you know, this is it. I'm done and, and I'm OK with it. You know, uh, put a lot of a lot of hard work, a lot of years and a lot of running into yeah. what I did there. And I accomplished a lot and I loved it. Um, but, you know, hopefully getting a chance to give back to to that will be something that that I really enjoy. Well, geez, when are you going to find out, man? Do you do you know yet? Has- um, I have I haven't known for sure. Uh, I reached out to my um, my high school here, uh, my mm-hmm. alma mater, and uh, they seem kind of full on assistant coaches. Uh, I did go to high school with a with the head coach at a school outside of Kansas City. And we've kind of talked about me working with him. Nice. And that seems um, like he's he's on board. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully I'll know soon. Um, but, uh, as of right now, it's just kind of, uh, testing the waters kind of thing. Well, Tucker, man, I, I hope it, it works out, man. And, and, you know, me being a coach myself, not wrestling, but, uh, cross country took the day off, you know, to be here and just mental health day, you know, but, uh, if, if you have the opening at a new, a nearby school, 
take it, man, because chances are your alma mater will have an opening eventually. And when that opening is is there, they'll grab you, dude. Trust me, it all works out, man. But For sure, man. It's yeah, definitely something I'm excited about. Yeah, man. I, I, I dude, I swear, man, you're like a, a, a mystery. You're, you're a mystery, man, dude. I didn't know you, I didn't know, you know, just, I, I just, I hate to work, you know? I mean, it's, it's pretty much that simple. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. I, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. You know, I, that's why it was so hard for me to start working out, you know? Yeah. Uh, because if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. So when it comes to a job, you know, I always said I wasn't ever going to have a real job. And and so far I've meant it, you know, all yeah. I've ever done is fight bulls. So. Yep. And s- soon you'll be teaching kids, man, no matter where you're at, dude. So that's awesome. Okay. Coaching kids and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Plus I, plus I still have lots of opportunities to coach bullfighting too. I still teach it at several schools throughout the year and, and rodeo Bible camps for kids. So. Yeah. I've, I saw that, man, dude. You're, you're, you're an awesome guy, man. I just want you to know that, <laughs> you, you know, you, you're, you're a kid to me, but you're a grown man to these, these kids growing up, dude. And I, I want you to know, I appreciate you appreciate your time. I appreciate what you do in and out of the ring and what you stand for, man. So Tucker, thank you so much, man. Hey, anytime, pal. Yep. Until next time. Sounds good. All right.